time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Folks, welcome to the Hot Topic segment for the Lickin' On Lending podcast for this fine day, the 22nd of June. We're thrilled, and we just completed Father's Day, and we're thrilled to have as our guest on the podcast, Tim Ross. Today we're going to be talking about Father's Day, so we pre-recorded it, so here we go. Get a listen to what we pre-recorded. Folks, I am so excited to have one of Michigan's finest, a dear friend of mine, Tim Ross, joining us on this Father's Day special. Tim, good to have you here. Thank you, David. Good to be with you. You are president and founder of a family business, Ross Mortgage, up there in the greater Detroit area. And I am excited to have here, even though we can't have your dad here, who is uh, responsible for starting the company, we're going to honor him. He's still alive, but unfortunately, uh, you're telling me he, is, he has Parkinson's disease. How, how is your dad doing? Dad is okay. Dad is living in uh, an assisted living at this time, and he has great care, folks that look after him 24-7. And dad is a big fan of Fox News. He spends an awful lot of time watching Fox News. So he's, he's not able to speak very well, but boy, he is up to date on everything that's happening in the world. You can tell him to flip over to the Fox Business Channel. We're recording this, folks. We shut off the recorder. I turn around and go to my other and right here in my office, which is my also my TV studio, and I'm I'm going live with Neil Cavuto here this afternoon. So we're talking about it. So tell your dad flip over this afternoon to Fox Business, and he'll see me live from my office right here where we're recording this with you. So Tim, there's so much that I love about your company. I love about your family. First of all, you guys are real. You've been there at the beginning, and it's a family business. Some things I wish my dad was in the farm equipment business, and I didn't particularly care for that, but I would love to have been in business with my dad. And I gave it some serious consideration, but it just wasn't a career or an industry that I was excited about getting into, and he, quite frankly, discouraged me from doing it. Had he been in the mortgage industry, I would have loved it because maybe the Licken family would have a testimony like the, the Ross family does. So let's get into that. Talk about your dad. He started the business, how he started the business, the values of which he started it on. And then we're going to get into how it transitioned. But let's honor your dad, talk about the company and how it started, how he got into the business, mortgage industry specifically. Sure. Well, David, it's interesting that you talk about getting into business with your dad. As a young kid growing up, my dad was in the mortgage business. He, as a newly minted lawyer, had taken a job with the Ed Rose Building Company. They were ah. looking for a lawyer. He answered an ad, and next thing you knew, he was working for Ed Rose. And it wasn't long after that that Ed Rose decided that it would be a good idea if they started to finance some of the properties they were building and started a mortgage company called Advance Mortgage. And Advance mm. became one of the the largest independently owned mortgage banking companies in the country. They were located here in Detroit, but they had operations nationally. And dad worked there from its inception. And it was interesting as a young boy, people would say, what's your dad do? And one boy's dad was a cop and another guy's dad was a lawyer and so on. And they'd say, what's your dad do? And I'd say, well, he's a mortgage banker. And they'd say, what's that? And I'd tell them, I have no idea. 
<laughs> I didn't know exactly what a mortgage banker was, but now I are one and ultimately found my way into the business. So dad had started in the mortgage business with Advance Mortgage and had run Advance and some other companies along the way until such time he found his way to Florida, was running a mortgage company there in Florida. I'd since graduated from college and found my way into the mortgage business here in Detroit. So I had been working in the business for a half a dozen years, working for a couple different mortgage companies, both inside the operation and then ultimately as a loan officer. When the company that dad was running in Florida was sold, he was a little too young to retire and he returned to Detroit and we opened a company called Ross Mortgage. That was the genesis of it. Oh, that's awesome. I love that story. So you guys actually opened this together. So it wasn't that your dad had it and then you moved into the business. You guys actually started this from its inception as a father-son team. That's right. We were a father-son team. It was in the early 80s, 83, when we came together to do this. But it wasn't long after that, David, that we essentially acquired another organization, a company here in Michigan called Michigan Mortgage. We merged the two groups together. And in so doing, we adopted everything that had belonged to Michigan, including their founding date, which is 1949. So that while Ross has been around for a good long time, our founding date on our materials say 1949, but we've been at this for more than 70 years. And as a matter of fact, most think that dad started it then, but even he would have been a little bit young to have founded a mortgage company in 1949. Well, it's it's always fun to hear these stories and how things start, where the genesis are. You very have a very successful operation. Let's just fast forward, tell everyone where the company's at. If I understand, you've now expanded from a single office. Now you're up to 11 states. Is that correct? Right. So that's been part of the vision for a number of years and working with dad from the beginning. But it was to become an agency-approved, multi-branch company with with locations and in selected markets. We have tended to try and move down the I-75 corridor from Michigan down to Florida, where we, as best we can, attempt to occupy a unique uh, position in the markets that we serve, that we build our reputation in the, in the markets that we serve through our agility to be able to close loans quickly to ensure that we always provide the product and the service at the time and at the price that has been promised to the customer and have built our reputation based on that mantra, as well as the great people that work for Ross that are committed to doing that every day, all the time. So it is through that expansion and a deep understanding of the the financial conditions that allow us to be successful and secondary marketing, all the pieces that make mortgage bankers successful with the foundation that was really set by my dad and the direction that he pointed us in. Let's talk about the values, because a lot of what is so core to the way you run your business, which I'm so impressed. People, if you want to go look at a well-run company, just everything they do, it's done in excellence. You take a look at Ross Mortgage, and it started a lot with some of your dad's influence. Let's talk about some of that influence, some of the values that he brought to Ross Mortgage that has had an impact. David, I think that one of the things that's suggested for all companies, mortgage and, and otherwise, is to work through what they call your core values. What are the things that are the tenets of your company that are, are not negotiable and, and should be timeless and unchanging? And I think that Hugh was principal in helping establish those core values. And they include a, a few different things. Certainly, one was that we're hardworking. We've got a lot of hardworking people 
people, but we don't want to suggest that we just work all day and night and just sort of toil at the business. Being hardworking, in his view, was not just to work hard, but to work smart, to work until we have satisfied the customer. You work until you have delivered on your promise to the customer. So that's certainly one of the core values, and that's to be hardworking and hardworking on behalf of the customer. Beyond that, uh, there are others. Being knowledgeable was incredibly important from the beginning, and it is certainly incredibly important today because of all of the rules, regulations, and constant change. And to be knowledgeable meant that we know our business well. We're able to make great recommendations that are the right thing for the customer and that we can always ensure that we're working towards increasing our understanding, our personal knowledge and skills and understanding of the business. And as a result, being able to ensure that we can meet the customer's expectations and probably never more important than it is today based on the the rapidity of change we experience in the mortgage business. And that would lead to another thing I think that Dad would suggest is part of our core, and that's to be helpful. The fact of the matter is we talk to thousands of potential customers every year. And the fact of the matter is not everybody can be helped by what it is that we have, but we always want to treat them with respect and ensure that we are being helpful, pointing them in the right direction. Maybe there's a credit issue that needs to be resolved. Maybe there's additional investment that's required or time on the job, just different things that are just part and parcel of being able to get financing. But to be able to guide people, be helpful, show them the way, and to ultimately serve them if it's appropriate, we do so. But that would lead to probably the single and most important thing that we practice here at Ross, and that is that we do the right thing. And the fact of the matter is, and what Hugh would say is, we not only do things right, we're not just knowledgeable and helpful and do things right, we also do the right thing. And I can remember, David, a story with my dad back in the 80s when interest rates were sky high. You probably remember when rates uh-huh. were in the in the upper teens. Yep, the eighties. I mean, yeah. early seventy eight, seventy nine, eighty, eight, nineteen eighty for sure. Yeah, eighties. Yeah. They started to come back down, but we were presented with an opportunity to make an adjustable rate mortgage, which was new at the time, and the yeah. uh, interest rate was probably half of what the 30-year going rate was at the time, which made it maybe 9% or something. But of course, this was the original adjustable rate mortgage. It was offered up because it offered a lower starting and qualifying rate. But those adjustables originally were without the caps that we have today. The margins were high or higher checked the way that they are today. And I can remember as we considered offering this program, Dad shared with me, he said, when I consider doing some something that just I don't feel good about, that I don't think is right. He said, bells ring and lights flash. And he (laughs) said, I'm looking at this loan and everything is going off. The fact of the matter is he lived this concept of not just doing it right, but doing the right thing. And he didn't feel that this was the right thing for the customer. And as a result, while ultimately we did and do today offer adjustables with caps and so on, Mm -hmm. at the time we took a pass. And so we'll take a pass on different programs, particularly the whole subprime era as things that were not core to us, things that we didn't feel were right on the basis that not everyone should be a homeowner, should be renters. Not everybody needs a house. I I think there's been lost that concept of is it a right or is it a privilege? It's truly a privilege. And then it's also doing what's right 
as best we can for the consumer. It's not just getting them in the home, but make sure they have a sustainable journey and being able to hold on to that home for as long as they want to own it and not setting them up. And I just admire folks like your dad who had such a strong compass and such a strong sense of right what was good for the consumers. And some would say, well, it, maybe he could have helped more people. Well, he helped the right people that fit to his values get into a home. And look at, you guys have been around since you and your dad started since 1983, if I remember the date correctly. But I think that's so important. I, I love these stories. And I, I, one of the stories I want to go to, Tim, is, you know, how did the transition go as your, your dad had worked in the mortgage industry? You guys started this together. What was that initial relationship like? He the point person on it, then and then you grew up into that? Or were you both sharing that? Or was he a resource to you and you were more of the senior type? No question. Dad was the point person. He had not only the knowledge and the experience, but he enjoyed relationships with his fellow mortgage bankers that were a part of the community in which he'd grown up and learned the business and, and operated in. The fact is that my most recent experience before we started the company was as an outside salesperson. I was a loan officer. So when we came together, just the two of us in our initial location, he was the inside point man and I was the original loan officer for Ross. So just a little two-man startup in a a single office. But at the time, we operated in a way that's very familiar today, which is really as a mortgage broker, although it would have been tough to recognize this as such because what we did was to originate the business and to pass the servicing to a friend of his who was okay. an independent mortgage banker and who was servicing. But what we did is Ross Mortgage actually delivered the loan to Fannie Mae on their behalf. We had the forms. We delivered the closed transaction to Fannie Mae in the name of the servicer. We just took on that responsibility and passed the servicing to this other company and they compensated us for the servicing. So it was as a, a broker originally, it wasn't until the acquisition of Michigan that we became an agency approved seller servicer and ultimately service loans until the later 90s when we sold the portfolio and became the correspondent lender that we are today. But no question, at the outset, he was the inside guy using the relationships that he enjoyed from having been in the business for a number of years. I was the original loan officer. And if there's a point to to that part of the story, it is how incredibly important those relationships are that we enjoy with our peers. It is a community of people that know one another well. We know who the good guys are. Occasionally, there's a bad actor. They get identified and and maybe ridden out of the business along the way. Because back at that time, this business was such a handshake business. Millions of dollars of mortgage loans were bought and sold on a handshake, on a phone call, where the final part of the conversation was just done. It's done. And a deal is a deal. And that's another thing that we have lived by in all aspects of our business since the start. And there was no question that he was the person that set that tone. Tell me one of the stories. I've got several stories that I'm going to get into that I think they're so memorable for me that have been told to me by mutual friends. We'll get into those in just a minute. But tell me a story about where this industry goes through its ebbs and flows. And we're going through one of those events right now. It's a black swan event where I don't know. There's some companies, they don't know if they're going to make it. And now we're also then we come out of that and we're into the best of times. We have more refinance business than ever. Talk about one of those times where it was really a moment where you had to do the soul searching. And how did the relationship with your dad help you through those times of soul searching of whether or not to keep the business open or going? I mean, did you encounter one of those times or was it 
always just great times for you guys. It's not always been great times. We've certainly ebbed and flowed with the business over these many years. And dad is somebody who was always optimistic about the business. He's a realist, but he also was and and is today still optimistic about the future. But I'm going to struggle trying to put an absolute date on it. But boy, we had the market whipsaw us in the maybe later 80s. I'm struggling right. with the absolute date. 87, I remember that. 1987, 1987, so, where the markets really took out a lot of companies. Took out Lomas and Nettleton at that time. So. A lot of companies. Mm-hmm. And certainly we suffered through that as well. And and he was discouraged because he felt that he took some responsibility for some of the loss that we took at the time that because he was employee number one and had handled our secondary marketing, which is maybe another quick story that I can share. But as far as this story is concerned, very discouraged by the loss that we took and certainly had suggested that we put an end to it, that this was just too much and that we shouldn't carry on. And it was really between myself and a few other key people that were able to convince him otherwise to sort of get him to lift up his eyes and then look at the horizon again. And that's probably one of the few times that we ever had to do it. But I think he was just maybe overwhelmed with the personal responsibility he felt for what was taking place. But we said in no uncertain terms, we're all in this together. We live and die by the sword and we're going to carry on. And we did. And he came out of that very, very quickly. One thing you might enjoy is the fact that Hugh was running secondary from the beginning with his yellow legal pad and number two pencil. And he recorded. I, I'm he so recorded glad you got into this story. I remember, yeah. I mean, Jan Wetzel told me part of this. And we got another Jan Wetzel story I will interject here, but he did it with a number two pencil and a yellow pad. My gosh. Yellow pad. That's right. So he recorded every single loan, every single sale on that yellow legal pad with the number two pencil. And uh, (laughs) while the business has become so much more complex over these many years, I always marveled at the fact that Hugh at the time could tell you what your income was going to be month to month. And he was always accurate within a very small margin of error from his yellow legal pad and number two pencil. Yeah, I used to have a business partner that did the same thing. It was just amazing. That old school method worked. And I think people need to go back to at least trying to figure out how to track things on a legal pad, because I think it brings you back to a discipline to think about things a little more thoroughly. And I applaud that start. I love your dad. I mean, his humor was so much fun, but he was also a part of a broader community. Jan Wetzel, which is such a dear, dear friend to both you and I, now Jan Boggs, married our dear friend, Jim Boggs. And we're living down in Florida. I got a chance to spend some time with them just before this whole COVID thing hit. And we recalled number stories and one of them was some Hugh stories. And she told this one story that's so endearing. She walked in and your dad helped many people like Jan and as they were getting into business, whether it be encouragement or otherwise. But she tells the story, your dad was holding the mouse like it was a remote control. And he says, they gave me this new darn thing called a mouse. And I keep punching it. And they said, point it at the screen and keep punching. And it's supposed to change thing. And it just doesn't work. He was holding like a remote control. Didn't get the concept of rolling it on top of a desktop and have the well, the ball that was in there back in those times inside the mouse do the thing. So he was trying to figure out. Jan he was using some expletive words at that time because your dad could be so wonderfully humorous and colorful at the same time. But so we, we got a good laugh at the story. But she said, Dave, when I was deciding whether or not to open a business at Wetzel Trot and the QC firm who I sat down with, it was Hugh, Hugh Ross. I, I went in and talked to you and I just, I, I got some of the best advice and it was right from the heart. Talk about 
mm-hmm. what he did as a community to he, to the mortgage banking community there in Michigan. I know beyond. Yeah, certainly. Dad is a giver and was one who gave of himself and his advice when asked very, very freely. I'm trying to think of a few different things that I could say about the lesson and the great life lesson for myself and maybe for some others as well that had experience with him and that he was never one to look at the success of others and be envious in any way. I might bring to his attention that some competitor was doing well or maybe doing better than we were, and that was presented a problem for me. And his constant would be good for them. And he meant it. Celebrate someone else. Good for them. Absolutely. He would never count anybody else's money, and he would tell you, good for them. And he was sincere. He was happy for, for the success of others who did things right, to be sure, and to be supportive of all of our people, back to being knowledgeable, being supportive of education. He was a lifelong learner. He is a lifelong learner and a constant reader, always open to new ideas, even though things like the computer rocked his world. He was pretty comfortable with that yellow legal pad and number two pencil, but ultimately we converted him and he became an adequate user of the technology and was able to embrace that as well, but served as a a leader here in the state as far as the state MBA is concerned, was a past president, support of the MMLA, our Michigan Mortgage Lenders Association, as a sponsor to be sure, and over the years attended all the events to be supportive of the association and to its members, one another, and it was looked up to as somebody who was approachable, would, again, when asked, give an opinion or advice, much like Jan did but was never one to be boastful or out in front and suggesting that that he knew any more than the next guy. You just see who people go to for advice and you start paying attention to why is it and it's core values what's about them. That's what's all over your story is your core values. You guys are getting to that point as we wrap up this podcast. I want to talk to you at that point where his departure from this earth is at some point in time at 91 years old, he's going to go. Now, he, he's the kind of guy that could hang on for a while. He's a strong fighter. But talk about that. How have you and he prepared? for the inevitable is passing. Yeah, certainly. I mean, the the thing that you must do, uh, you must prepare uh, for that legally. And we've done all of those things in terms of the agreements that run between us and how things will be handled. So I'm comfortable that, that the transition, which from a business point of view has taken place, our goal and, and commitment here is building the strongest leadership team that we can because dad has transitioned away from any day-to-day responsibility. But it wasn't too long ago that he was still coming to the office. He has an office here and would come in from 10 to 2 and have lunch. And the the ladies that worked with Hugh for the the many years that they did took good care of him and brought him his coffee and his sandwich at lunchtime and so on. So uh, it's been a little while since he's been able to do that. But his mark is on this place forever. And uh, there is no suggestion that anyone would occupy that office besides him. So that, that remains open and available. Right. I think that one of the other things that I think has an awful lot to do with dad that he would suggest is our purpose as to why we exist 
beyond making money. And that while it's a bit cliche, he would tell you, he said, we make the promise of the American dream possible. And that one of the things that we learned from him is that the ability of someone to be able to buy or sell or own property is something that has defined our nation throughout its history. And that he would say that owning one's home has always uh, been considered uh, a significant part of the American dream. And that here we are now in the post-COVID, I hope post-COVID, COVID, and we've all been quarantined, more or less, sheltering in place in our homes. But there's no better recognition now than what home provides, and that's pride and security and control and stability, and that home ownership is an aspect of being an American. And that's certainly something that we're proud of here and something that we learned as a result of Dad and his influence over everyone that works here today and has worked here over the years. Is there going to be another Ross generation coming up and get into the business, or how do you prepare for what you look forward to at some point, hopefully some retirement? I know you and your wife, Fresh wife. I enjoy both of you as a couple. As you go to looking retirement, is there more another Ross generation coming up and in and taking over the business? I think that it's possible because my son is essentially following a similar path that I did. And that is he's working in the mortgage business, but working for someone else. Yeah. And I think that that served my dad and I well, that I was introduced to the business and spent years working for others before he and I came together. Yeah, and my son has found his way into the mortgage business and is finding success in the business today such that I would love the opportunity for him to be able to join me here and to be able to participate as a member of the Ross team. And in the meantime, what we do is we build a leadership team here in order to be able to take this company forward, to be able to continue to accomplish our goals and aspirations and to be able to lead the company whether I'm here or not. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much, Tim, for taking time to be with us and sharing your dad's story. It's a Father's Day special. We do this, uh, try to do this every year, and I'm just so honored that you would take the time. It's something we've talked about and wanted to do, and I'm sorry to hear that your dad couldn't be here with us. We understand that. It gets at the point, and wish him well from a whole lot of us in the industry. Whether he knows us or not, spent much time talking to him. I've had the privilege of talking to him, but there's a whole lot of people that respect him and also respect you, Tim. Thank you for your contribution to this industry. You're running a company that's exemplary in front of so many new companies and startups that are coming into the marketplace. We've got an exciting future and let's talk a little, as we wrap it up, just talk about the future. What's your thoughts of this, the mortgage industry? Still is bullish, feeling good, looking forward to it or... What do you think? I, th I think that the next 10 years are going to be an amazing decade. I think that there is this sort of this confluence of a variety of different things that are all coming together at the same time that include artificial intelligence and virtual reality and robotics and all sorts of things that can help do a better faster and maybe less expensive job in providing the product and service to the consumer. It's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be disruptive to be sure as traditional business models are going to be challenged. My hope is that the connection that we enjoy as people, the yeah. interaction uh, with one another is the thing that cannot be replaced. I hope that many feel that way after being you know, sent home for 90 days and that we're able to ensure that this critical component of who we are as people is maintained and valued as a result so that as we source 
the business, source new customers, while we'll use this, the advancements and the technologies and so on to be able to do a better, faster, less expensive job, that the human connection that we enjoy today is the thing that carries the day in all of our transactions. Well, I think it's a human connection that has certainly been the hallmark of Ross Mortgage. And I think we got some interesting things, the announcement that came out yesterday, last night actually, from Mark Calabra's office at FHFA, that they've retained J.P. Morgan to spin off and privatize Fannie and Freddie. So that announcement, that process has begun. So we're going to have a lot of disruption. You nailed it. We, we have no idea the extent of the disruption, both from a technology standpoint, secondary market. So thank God we got some companies. We're glad that you're going to be around for a while yet. We wish your dad the best uh, for whatever years he has left. And I uh, hope and pray that those go well and it all ends well. Appreciate you so much, Tim. I appreciate the friendship, Tim. We've had that and it's been, uh, it came from me just watching you at Michigan Mortgage Lenders, which uh, Joanne and the whole group there at Michigan Mortgage Lenders do a great job. And it's just a special group of lenders in the Michigan market. And uh, we're just so thrilled to have formed the friendship that we have. And I'm grateful for it, Tim. Thank you so much for being here today. David, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be with you. Yes. And happy Father's Day to you and Hugh Ross a true legend in our industry. You bet. Folks, we've had as our special guest, Tim Ross of Ross Mortgage in Troy, Michigan, in the greater Detroit area. It's so good to have him here. Hope you had a great Father's Day as you listen to this podcast. Think of others. Let's honor those that have been senior and out there leading the way for us. And then also see yourself of what you can do to leave a legacy. So what are you doing to plan your legacy? Get to know Tim Ross and see what's going on at Ross Mortgage. Great company, great group of people. And there's so many of them up in Michigan, but Tim's one of my favorites. So Again, hope you had a great Father's Day, and we look forward to having you back here next week. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you. Okay, that was a wrap. Great podcast. Next week, we got to have a Rajesh Bhatt coming on, who is CEO and co-founder of Roostify. I recorded this last week as well. Looking forward to this interview. Very, very good, and you'll enjoy it as well. But be sure to come back and tell others about the podcast. Special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA, Indicom, Incelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, Mobility RE, Modex, and a whole lot more. Check out our advertiser page. We're so grateful for all of our advertisers. They're so good, and it makes it possible to produce this for you each week. Tell others about it and share it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.